Foster. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in to LNK Today with Jack and Friends, Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. 35 degrees in the capital city. We got a good show for you today because... It is Wednesday. That means it's your chance to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. We will take your texts to the Rick Stein Recognition text line throughout the show at 402-479-1400. We'll take calls at 710. You can always comment on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. And tell us whatever is chapping your hide on this Wednesday morning. Also joining us today, monthly visit from Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird. That is at 810 and John Bishop at 835. Uh, so we're going to be very busy. I'll, don't forget Officer Chad. Talk with the cop. That'll be at uh, 6.50 this morning. So that is the menu for today. No, and the menu for today was just posted on Facebook by Norms on 48th. Oh. They got the smoker going today. It's ribs, pulled pork, walking tacos, and smashies, 11 to 1. Wait, what? They are expanding that menu. Yes. Are they? Is that yes. new? Uh, it just new? just posted on on Facebook. No, a but is minutes that ago. Uh, menu those me- new menu items? I don't remember them having ribs. Okay. I don't care whether it's, it looks so good. Okay. Oh, they've got a picture of the smoker going this morning. Mm, I can okay. smell it already. No, I can't because the wind's out of the north. I was going to say it's not far away. You almost could, but not with this wind. This wind is getting stupid, Mark Vale. I am. <laughs> I mean, come on. At some point. At some point, you would think things need to die down a bit, and we went through uh, our first taste of severe weather for 2022 last night. That oh. was the hardest drive I think I've ever done. Was yesterday. really when you yesterday. you were driving a driving a bus, yep. Lincoln Airport over to Offutt and back during that, and that was as tough. Uh, it's because a, it, of what? Just the wind, the crosswinds. Yeah, really. If I hadn't been looking in my rearview mirror, we would have had a lot of UPS brown on the left side. Uh, semi passing me, and uh, the wind just blew him away. I saw the back trailer coming up my way, so I took the shoulder. Wow! And uh, he came about halfway into my lane. It was just just the wind. So, jeez. Well, I'm glad you're okay. That sounds. Oh yeah, I managed very... to avoid everything except the rumble strip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure everybody on the bus got a nice. No, uh, I was. I, I was. Up. I was uh, coming back empty. So. Oh, okay. You were empty then at that point. All right. Yep. Well, good. Yeah, and and if you missed our severe weather coverage, or if you weren't paying attention last night, um, Lincoln gets mainly Lincoln gets out of last night. Pretty dramatic thunder and lightning show, uh, <laughs> and, and and wind, and and of course yes, wind. But that's kind of, of a about constant. a third of an inch of rain. Oh boy, that's it. So that's not even enough to really quell some of the fire issues no. that seem to be happening everywhere at this point. No, as a matter of fact, we've got a fire weather watch that's back tomorrow. Red flag warning today. I mean, this is just going to continue. Yeah, it uh, on and on and on. And temperatures, of course, much cooler this morning. As I said, 35 degrees after we, what, Florida? Do we get to 90 yesterday or not? I think 91. Jeez, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird day. What a, I went outside. So I, I uh, left work to go home for a little bit at about uh, 10, 10 o'clock yesterday morning, 10, 15. And and I was, we talked all morning about how it was going to be in the 90s, and it was cold and rainy 
uh, like sort of sprinkling went on. I was like, this is not what I expected. Then I go in my basement and I do some work for a while and I come out to pick up my daughter from school at about three o'clock. I'm like, okay, now it is sunny and 90. We've gone up, we've gone up what feels like 50 degrees we did. since I was last outside. And then, of course, that translated into the storm coming through last night, and then another drop back down to about fifty, uh, about fifty more degrees, back down to thirty-five where we are well, if right we t- now. If we topped out at ninety-one and we're now at thirty-five, that's almost sixty. Almost sixty degrees. Yes, yes with that and, whole thing. and with the wind chill at twenty-five, that's about sixty-five degrees. Yes, 67. so a, a little bit of hail last night throughout town, mostly pea size, nothing real. Uh, large that hopefully uh, didn't create a whole lot of hail damage for anyone there. We did have some tornado warnings in the area, though. Uh-huh. We had the sirens going off at my house last night. Yeah, they were going off over here. Yeah, um, and and tornado warnings that did impact portions of Lancaster County, impacted Waverly, um, impacted areas to the west of here before that, including the Seward area as well. Um, I haven't seen much, Mark. I don't know if you've seen anything. Are there any? Are, are there places uh, in the region that I did not see that got hit particularly hard? I did not see any reports of major damage. So okay, no. All right, so there you go. So now we now we just endure, as Doctor Ken Dewey put it yesterday, one more week, one more week of this kind of uh, fake spring weather situation. We've got highs in the fifties. Every day from today until Tuesday, um, I assume just crazy winds every single day that come along with that. And then Wednesday, we go to 67, Thursday, 77. This is next Thursday, the 21st, Thursday, 77 and Friday, 83. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is when we get over the hump. So a a week, eight days, week to eight days, get your head down, get yourself through it, and then... Uh, then we'll probably go directly to summer, but but at least if you don't like how things are are, are going right now, uh, you got another week to eight days to to push through it. Uh, all right, other things happening this morning, Mark. What else is in the news? Well, I um... know <laughs> not much. Right? It's a weird. <laughs> I, I was I was just commenting to Caleb beforehand. I said it's kind of a it's a little bit of a slow news morning. Well, it is, except there was one piece that was kind of, I don't want to say it was hidden yesterday, um, but I'll get to that in a moment. Legislature put the, their bill passage into whoopee gear yesterday. I don't know how many things they Wait, passed. into whoopee gear, did you say? That's what I said, yeah. I mean, they passed things right and You heard left. it correctly. I don't think I've ever heard that expression. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just, you know, just, I mean, it was just vote after vote after vote. So uh, trying to get through the... The summer uh, or, or the summary of that. Um, let's see the softball. Uh, Husker softball women now fifteen in a row. Fifteen so in goodness. a row. Are they ranked? Are they, is that is there? I haven't heard anything about that. I know. I know they never wanted to rate the women's basketball team last year, but uh, I'm just curious if if they got ranked. And uh, as we heard in news there, uh, Nebraska baseball and Creighton stopped, and Nebraska had a lead even. Uh, but they stopped it because of the weather, and we're not sure yet what they're going to do in terms of finishing up that game. So, um, in the RPI, Nebraska is uh, 32. That, uh, that's it's garbage. Complete garbage. I think the other thing that uh, kind of stuck out in the news yesterday, uh health department announced they're going to have a couple of clinics down at PBA, reminiscent of, what, a year and a half ago, a little over a year ago. 
Uh, but these are for the second booster doses for 50 and older. Oh, so these are the newly approved the newly ones approved by the ones. FDA. Yes, yes. Again, the nomenclature around this is so confusing when, because I assume because a, boost, a booster was, I don't even remember. This is the ridiculous thing. Didn't mo- most... Okay, so so uh, the the original booster, weren't there two boosters before or just one? Just one. There were two okay. shots. Uh, the only one that was a single shot was the Johnson & Johnson that you guys got. Part of the reason I'm confused is that's what I got. Right. But yeah. But Moderna and Pfizer all required an initial two-dose shot. So did I only get one booster? That's all I yes. got was one booster? So, right, I don't know because, why I thought. I thought I got two boosters. But I've, I've had two of the initial plus the booster, but now at my advanced age, I can get a are second you, Are you going to get it? I'll check with the boss, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely. Okay. So. But again, the communication on this has just been, I, I, I legit, I'm not even like trying to uh, play a bit here. I was, for some reason, I had in my head that some people had already gotten two boosters, but I well, there are, that was the original No, the original actually, shot. Uh, the guy, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of his name, he lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in D.C. Oh, uh. <laughs> The president, he's already gotten his second booster. Oh, yes. Okay, and, so he did get his yeah, second. He, so, all right. Well, he was in Iowa yesterday. He was and, Menlo, uh, Menlo, Iowa. I've driven by Menlo many, many times uh, on my way to visit the in-laws, which we're doing this coming weekend. So, uh, the president and I'll have something in common this week, both right around Menlo, Iowa. Uh, and he did make this an announcement, which we talked a little bit yesterday, and we're going to talk about in the sound off that they will make E fifteen available for this year year round normally that's not available during the summer months because hot weather and e15 equals smog i guess well uh, in those those areas that, um, that have a tendency to be smoggy like los angeles you know the larger cities yeah e15 kind of contributes to the smog okay um should so make about a happen. 10 cent per gallon difference i i don't pay close enough attention to this stuff but how many e15 pumps are there in in, well, it'll, in, it'll, just, anyway. it'll just be blended in instead of the Oh, is that E-tail. how it works? Sure. Oh, so it's just... Oh, so you don't even know? Is that how that works? It's not like a separate pump for that? Is that how that Some works? places do have E15. Some pl- pumps have a separate E85, but this will be the E15 oh, blend. So this is just this, when this, they call it the summer blend. Well, no, it would be called more the winter blend. Oh, the, if, but the, the, that's what they're referring yeah, to. Yeah. Is. But what, it, what most pumps now say is this... Uh, gasoline contains ethanol. Right. They don't show the 10 or the 15. It just depends on the the time of year. The only one they really differentiate on is the E85. The 85, which you're not supposed to put in unless you have the flex fuel thing. Right. I get that. I knew that, but I didn't know. I, I, I guess what I didn't realize was that it just it changed and you, you didn't necessarily have any idea that it changed. It's just the formulation coming out of the same pump. So I don't have to do anything different. No, I, I just no. enjoy the great gas prices. They'll, well, a huge decrease and I, lots of extra spending money. I understand on the you know the the gauges and or the what do you call the little deal at the pump that I don't you know, monitor the monitor. There's going to be at least four more questions every time that you have to answer before you mail. <laughs> do you have? Right. Do you have your loyalty card? Are you using a credit card or debit would like, card? Would you like a car wash? Do you wash? want a car wash? Do you want a receipt? The, again, you need a quick pass area, a no questions lane. Shoot, I might pay a couple cents more per gallon to go through the no questions lane. I've actually, I get gas where I can use my phone to scan a QR code. <laughs> Just 
done it. Yeah, I do that too now. I I, I do that too now. Um, both with that and the loyalty card. So no, he knows me. Sam does. And there we go. By the way, it's time to get driver's licenses on uh, on phone wallets. Why do we not have that yet? Well, part of it's the security issue that we have to have the the real ID so that it can be done at like at airports and things like that. There's built-in technology. Well, it's just you know I I got to downgrade to a thinner wallet because there are fewer cards to carry around all the time because. I have a lot of things in a phone wallet from gift certificates to um, to credit cards to debit cards to my NFT collection. Uh, all of those things N- have got available. NFT. <laughs> Never mind. And, Nebraska football team. And I was able to go from like the thick uh, uh, George wallet on Seinfeld to a nice thin one. It's a life changer. Yeah, but you're... Look how thin this thing is. The way is. your butt moves on it, it's always like you've lost... Your phone, though. My, it is so, well, I think I fixed that right now, but I, I only have, let me count, I've never had fewer cards in my life. Two credit card, debit card, driver's license. And Should then have we, a health card. That and then we got health health insurance. Which is the we got, flimsiest card ever. Yeah, <laughs> those are terrible. LPS sports pass. Uh, Why and haven't then they we gone got, electronic? What's that? Why haven't they gone electronic? Yeah, I don't know. I, all of these should. And I th- like I have Costco here, but you can do that electronic, I think, too, or Sam's. So we're, going, we're almost in a cardless world. It's very exciting. Welcome to the future. All right, 623. We'll take a break. Sports is next on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 638 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLI. And don't forget what chaps your hide Wednesday coming up in a half hour. This is your opportunity to uh, get those little things that might be bugging you off your chest and be a more pleasant person around your friends, family, neighbors, and pets and coworkers. Uh, so make sure and text those in to me at 402-479-1400. That is the Rickstein Recognition text line. No thing is too small or too petty for what chaps you're at Wednesday. You can also go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. And by the way, just a little personal plug here. Uh, while you're on Facebook, if you haven't already searched and liked the Jack Mitchell podcast, uh, go ahead and do that. We've got another new episode dropping tomorrow morning Ooh. at 9 a.m. Uh, got a couple more, uh, got a couple of more negotiations going on with guests to join me for the next several weeks. Uh, we're going to go all over the place. We were political, going to be quasi political for the first two of them. Although they're really kind of more about personalities than than politics, my interview with Brett Lindstrom was. Uh, we're gonna have Jasari Kuala on tomorrow. Um, I know at least one of mine in the next two weeks is gonna be a little bit more sports themed, but basically 
long form, long form discussion. So you're driving somewhere, drive 15 minutes, get out of the car, turn it back on when you get back in or going for a long walk. Perfect for that. So make sure to like the Facebook page, uh, go ahead and subscribe on Apple or wherever else you get podcasts. And if there's any place you're looking for it and it isn't, it doesn't exist right now, please let me know. We're trying to make sure it's up everywhere. And I know we've had one listener do that and I've appreciated that, but that'll come out every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. So tomorrow for that. All right, sound off time. This is a, I gotta be honest, Caleb, this is a depressing sound off all in all today. I oh. just, I know, it's just, uh, there's, a, there's a lot today. Let's start with. Well, way to tease this segment. I know. Um, but let's start with the latest in, in Brooklyn. Oh, uh, yesterday yeah. during the, the show, the news broke of the shooting in the subway station, Sunset Park, I believe it is, in, in Brooklyn. Um, and there were tons of questions at that time about what actually happened, um, how, where the shooter had gone, the shooters at large. Here's what we can tell you this morning, which is a little bit more, but not a lot. They've identified, but not taken into custody, a person of interest that was connected to the keys from a U-Haul van that, that was located in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so there's pictures. So we're going we're gonna to hear more about that here in a second. But there are pictures out. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff out there right now. So let's get the latest from Lauren Blanchard on that. Fears remain the day after a violent Brooklyn subway attack with the alleged gunman still at large. I think I've closed my eyes a few times already today. I see his face still. There is still concern in the Big Apple after police say a man wearing a worker's vest and a gas mask threw smoke grenades before opening fire inside a crowded New York City subway train. Besides recovering a firearm and high-capacity magazines, but one of the main discoveries was a U-Haul key, which police tracked down to a van roughly five miles from the site of the shooting. That van is being linked to 62-year-old Frank James, who police are calling a person of interest. There is a $50,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of a suspect. Okay, so motive of the shooting isn't known. Attack isn't being investigated as an act of terrorism, but they haven't ruled out anything at this point. Victims have a variety of backgrounds. Uh, this is here's the crazy thing: the the gunman fired thirty three times, struck ten people, twenty nine people hospitalized with in connection with the shooting. Out of all of that, none of them are life threatening. Good. After this entire thing, which is amazing. Good, because that, that when, be the case. when we looked up at the TV yesterday and we saw that there was a, a shooting in New York, and I, you're just thinking, immediately it goes to, well, how many have died? Right. Like, that, that that's one of the first thoughts that you have there, and to, to come out with all of those injured, and not only none of them have died, but you said none life-threatening. Yeah, none. Uh, that, that, that's the latest report that I've got, that yeah. uh, n- none of the injuries appear to be life-threatening, according to the NYPD Commissioner, Keechan Sewell. That's fantastic mm-hmm. news this morning. Um, and yeah, they've got this 62-year-old um, man that has not been named as a suspect, but as a person of interest. Uh, at, connected to this U-Haul, which they found the keys for at the scene of the crime. And there isn't a whole lot more than that. And it is, I mean, you're getting close to 24 hours out on this thing uh, without any kind of an arrest or anything like that. And they've got this U-Haul. They've got it low. I mean, they were surrounding it last night on, on the streets of Brooklyn. They had four city blocks that were roped off. They had the bomb robots out there to make sure there weren't any explosives. Uh, in it as well so they've got that but they still haven't 
talked to or apprehended this person of interest, and there's no other word about any other suspects mm-hmm. beyond that. So that is the uh, the latest there. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, yeah, yesterday, Biden is in uh, Iowa talking about gas prices and maybe ways to ease pain at the pump this summer. Hours before the Labor Department dropped another eye-popping inflation report, prices in March up 8.5% compared to a year ago, the White House announced that they are lifting a ban on what environmentalists call sales of dirty gasoline. The president went to the country's largest corn ethanol producer in Iowa to talk about this effort to bring down prices. And the White House is rejecting warnings that the U.S. is headed for a recession, like former Obama economic advisor Larry Summers and Wall Street firm Deutsche Bank have projected. The White House points to uh, job creation and unemployment numbers as a sign of recovery. All right. Um, Every time they say Deutsche Bank, it just immediately sounds like Doja Cat. Like they're going to go start talking about, like they're going to start talking about what's happening in music. Uh <laughs> Uh, now, th- okay. th- this uh, so it feels like we're all stressed out, right? Everybody is is more stressed out than that. I don't know if that's true of you personally, listener, but it, it does seem to be the case with a lot of people right now. And there's now a, a study out there that is saying, yeah, we, we really are. We're more stressed out than we've ever been. Blame the pandemic. Gas prices are just plain stress. A staggering 63 percent of Americans say they are plum stressed out. That from a new poll conducted by one poll for Fillmore Labs. The survey of 2000 Americans shows 56 percent feel alone and have a tough time sharing their problems with friends and family. 57% point to being less social as the top negative impact on their mental health. Just over two in five respondents say poor sleep quality and an inconsistent sleep schedule are the top side effects they experience when they're feeling stressed. Seven in 10 say their stress levels would subside if they could only sleep better. CJ Papa, Fox News. I'm going to need the demographics on the people saying plum stressed out. Why, that's not a term you would use? I think the only time I might use it is if I've spent a lot of time around my grandparents. It is interesting, though, that so much of it is tied to sleep and sleep oh, quality. Yeah. No, and that that is one of the big things. I know you talk about it um, when you talk about your sleep number, but that it makes sense. If you are low on sleep, that's where you are recharging your battery, and then... If your battery's not fully charged and yeah. some things happen throughout the day, hey, anyone who's got a toddler, what what happens when you don't have that sleep in exactly the way it's supposed to be? Today's going to be a mess. Why, why are we doing... I can tell you that already. You know what? How much of this... They talked about the four-day work week in California, right? Uh-huh. Maybe that's not the answer. Maybe you take... Instead of making it a, a four-day work week, you keep it a five-day work week, but you make it a six-hour day starting at 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah, there's there's the possibility on that. There's also what you see in some other countries where they have more allotted vacation time. So there's just more time that you're taking away from the, the stresses that work, work is can be a stressor for some people. Uh, yeah. For a lot of people, especially if you're running short on sleep. I know there's a lot of days we come in here and a game happened late at night or severe weather kept us up <laughs> a little bit later. Um, so we're a little short on sleep at times. What, but, I'm just saying, what if the American move day, work day changed from, uh, you know, 8 a.m. or in our case, 6 or 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. every morning? How de-stressed would everybody be? 
I, right? That, that's well. a possibility. They do say that about kids going to school, too, about, uh, you know, are kids getting enough sleep that they go too mm-hmm. early and those sorts of things. I don't know. Maybe that's not an easy... And there's plenty of people who have other reasons they can't sleep in, especially if they have little kids in their house that yeah. like to get up early. How early is Millie getting up these days? Um, She doesn't... Uh, Megan gets her up at, I don't know, like 7? You get her up? Yeah. You, like, wake her up? Yeah, there are times we wake her up. Or she'll just be... Jeez. She'll just lay in there just talking to herself. She's fantastic. You, I don't know. Wow. I don't know what that could have been like. I have no idea. We, we, we put her in bed about 8.30. And just and, goes to sleep? Yeah. She doesn't just lay go, there and cry or anything? Sleep. Sometimes she'll talk to herself for, for like okay, 15 minutes. Sometimes she'll sing. All right. All right. Time to have another one so you can go through the, the, I'm sorry, the, the I'm, more difficult I'm very parenting good situation. Oh, I bet. <laughs> you just won the lottery. That's all. <laughs> Just wait, <laughs> because I because I had two terrible sleepers, two terrible sleepers. Really? Uh, yeah, and and then I had also had a uh, the second one. Uh, my daughter, she is a uh, a chronic early morning person, really? like and has been since she, even to this day when she's twelve years old. Son, just the opposite. But yeah, she is a early. Now nah, it doesn't matter now. Right. No, Millie's awesome. She's sleep, she's slept through the night since she was a couple months old. Um we take a nap in the middle of the afternoon together. Yeah. And then she sleeps. You know, I, you miss all the you know, you bring Millie over to our house and we hang out. It's great. Kid, little kids so cute and we, you know, I miss playing with them and all those things. But then there are the things like on Saturday morning, kids get up. I don't want to. Awesome. I can do that. Right? It's amazing. And we you just, got a got a seventeen year old. Go out and get me something. Go drive to the grocery store and get me something. We listen to her, talk to herself, talk to uh, talk to the little uh, rainbows on her bed sheet oh, through the baby monitor and say, oh, "We'll be up in 15. So cute, incredibly <laughs> cute. Uh, all right, last but not least, uh, as we're getting ready for Easter, very important survey done by our friends at Wallet Hub. <laughs> How are we not sponsored by Wallet Hub yet? Wallet Hub making surveys. Nobody knows what they do. Um, on Easter candy, okay? okay, it's going to be a big Easter candy week and weekend. Obviously, did they rank the top Easter candies? Up. Well, they just gave us some of the kind of the the periphery discussions around oh. Easter candy. Personal finance website WalletHub estimates $3 billion will be spent on Easter candy this year, with 91 million chocolate bunnies sold annually. 78% share they eat the chocolate bunnies' ears first. Three in four parents plan to discuss eating candy in moderation with their kids. 81% of parents stealing candy from their kids' stash. WalletHub ranks Pittsburgh as the top place to celebrate the holiday, followed by Birmingham, Orlando, Cincinnati, and St. Louis. The study based on metrics, including share of Christian population and Easter egg hunt events. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Feel like they're they're missing out on uh, some other great places to celebrate Easter. You know know what? Jerusalem. We we want to go to America's Easter home, Birmingham, Alabama. (laughs) No place you can go like Birmingham uh, to celebrate Easter. You know what, what? You know who loves Easter. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Big <laughs> Easter guy. Roll Tide. <laughs> Why they didn't have the most important Easter candy uh, survey question in there, are peeps garbage? Yes or no? And the vast majority of Americans, I think, could unite around that and say absolutely. And are Just, Reese's eggs the superior Reese's ye- product? 
Oh, the superior Reese's. Pro- you take an egg over a cup? Yeah. What's the difference? There's just more peanut butter. Okay. It, it, it's awesome. Right. Uh, why, by the way, they said 71% with the, the bunny, the chocolate bunnies, start with the ears. I want to know the breakdown of where everyone else is starting. <laughs> Who is holding it like it is sacrificial and going halfway in there? Eating the face off first. <laughs> right to the neck. Uh, all right. 6.52. We're going to take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends. Talk to Officer Chad Dex on KLIN. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK today. This is a very exciting Crime Stoppers today because both Caleb and I got to see Chad in the line of traffic control duty. <laughs> the line on set. The line of traffic control duty after the yeah. spring game. Ninth and Q. Uh, yep. How was how was the crowd? How was the crowd compared to a regular game day crowd? I, they were interesting to say the least. Um, no, everybody was pretty well behaved for the most part. Um, there were a few folks that seemed like they were upset because there weren't more heavy hits in a spring game. Um, spring game folks. <laughs> They're not going to destroy each other. So. People were complaining to you about the lack of tackling? Well, yeah, when, when people were walking out. <laughs> hey, I've got a report to file. Yeah, so I, I worked one of the gates for the entire game, and as everybody's walking out, some were expressing their distaste very loudly. So I asked a few, and one guy said that he wasn't happy they weren't tackling harder. Well, I, they, they can't destroy each other for the spring game, folks. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, how's everything else going right oh, now? Pretty well. Pretty good. well. Traffic direction went well. i got to say hi to a few folks. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yep. S- okay. Seeing you out there. And uh, yeah, and we got through the severe weather for the most part last night uh, without any huge incidents, it sounds like. I mean, I, just a little rain, hail, light hail, that kind of stuff. I think they said a third of an inch of rain, but I think I got all of that in my backyard. Did you? Well, oh, you consider my. yourself lucky then, right? Oh, well, I'm pretty sure the sump pump ran a couple times. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't think we got more than a third. We had uh, just a, just a little. It rained hard for about 90 seconds. It seemed oh. like where I was. Oh, well, my daughter was so. out on the on the back deck checking out the hail and yeah. teased me a little bit and joked said that the grill cover was off. So I jumped up off the couch and <laughs> ran out there, get out to the back deck, and she slammed the door on me and laughed. Wow! Yeah, wow. that's my kid. <laughs> Really knows how to trigger you with the grill cover there. Well, I passionate about keeping that thing safe, huh? I, a little bit, and I don't. I have no idea where she gets her joking from whatsoever, because yeah. it certainly wasn't yeah, me. I bet not. Yeah. I bet not. <laughs> All right, tell us what we're working on Crime Stoppers this week. Uh, first one we have is kind of gross, to be honest with you. This is hit with spit. This oh. is from yeah. This is from the seventh of this month. Uh, loss prevention employee at Walmart, twenty fifth and Jamie Lane. Doing their job, gets hit with spit for trying to stop a couple shoplifters. Uh, we got a male and a female suspect on this, as well as a picture of their car. I would really like to get this one taken care of, because that's that's just kind of gross, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Uh, next one we have is catalytic converter cutoff number two. Again, huh? Well, wow. and here's why. Uh, we're seeing a huge increase. In March of 2020, we had 19 catalytic converter thefts. March of this year, 175. Wow. Yeah. So we have video this time. We've got shots of a few suspect vehicles. This one was the 5400 block of Sherman, and this just happened March 13th. So this one's pretty recent. Um, If you click on this story to leave a tip, this one's going to take you to several cases because it looks like the suspects in this case are 
some pretty well-known suspects. Oh, there's some um, good video of this one here. Yeah, too. They're, they're pretty prolific. They're they're doing a lot of these converter thefts. And if you've had it happen to you, you know it's a pretty expensive repair bill. Yeah. Like, what can you even do? I mean, there's, I mean, well, it's, it's not like you lock your car, you know? <laughs> you know, honestly, if you can't park inside parking in a well-lit area, yeah. um, motion sensor lights are a great deterrent. Ring doorbells help out a lot. Uh, looking at the video, I'm going to assume that this came from a ring doorbell yeah. um, type setup. It's a great video, and it is yeah. well-lit uh, um, in that area, too. You they know. do it in about 15 seconds, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the longest one I've seen was 37 seconds. Wow. All right, so take a look at those, and you can uh, help out if uh, if you know anything about those cases. Uh, what's the best way for people to uh, add tips? You can go to WinkinCrimestoppers.com or call us at 475-3600. All right. Uh, go check if your grill cover's okay. <laughs> I checked for it. Uh, it's very morning. windy. You never know. All right. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate it. Uh, you, right man. now, the Capital City, 34 degrees coming up. Check of news from Fox and Mark Van, the KLI Newsroom, and right after that, your chance to get it off your chest. What chaps your eyes with had Wednesday coming up next on KLIN. Market because quality matters. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. All right, welcome back. 34 degrees in the capital city. Don't touch the mics. You were on the phone. I've got to run. I... You were on the phone. I don't know. You're on the phone over there cackling about something. Okay, because Ben called in and says, "All right, I've got a uh, I've got a request for request line Friday." I go, "All right, well, it's what chaps you had Wednesday." But he just said, "Call in for request line Friday." I go, he "Is that what did? I said?" No. Oh, you didn't. I would have noticed. Well, because Jeremy just no. I did Jeremy you? just. I must have because Jeremy just said request line Wednesday. Let's go. <laughs> Yesterday on Friday, I called. I called request line Friday. What chaps your hide? Oh, jeez. Hey, Ben, your hearing's not as bad as you oh, thought it was. Oh, I did. Everybody's texting and telling me I'm an idiot. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it's what chaps your hide Wednesday. These these uh, these little daily gimmicks that we do just get mixed up in my head. You had the Very same much. problem when we added Caleb and Kellen. You couldn't keep them apart. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. We, so one had to leave. Which I find even one. more disrespectful now that you couldn't keep us apart. Hasn't been a problem lately after <laughs> after we uh, got rid of Kellen. R.I.P. Not dead, just dead to us. Um, all right. So I'm sorry. Uh, and we need we will uh, we will update real quick. I'll tell you what chaps my hide. So Caleb and I, you know, we we talk every week and and Mark and we kind of you know we plan. Some of our, when we do top five Tuesday, request line Friday, and we're like, we need to do this. And so I finally sat down. I was like, we're getting organized with this thing. Yeah. And I made this beautiful Google spreadsheet um, that had different tabs. And it was it was very nice. I made this beautiful spreadsheet, and I had planned out all the request line Fridays, all the, uh, the top five Tuesdays, the ticket Thursdays, all the way going through most of the summer. And I mean, I worked my tail off. You even thing. had in there when you were going to do your uh, accents. 
Yes, we had I had everything in it. Oh. And then, as I'm working on the Jack Mitchell podcast, I'm using my Google Drive, and it tells me I'm dangerously low on space. So I go through a major purge on my Google Drive to get rid of things. And at some point, I don't know, <laughs> I just got too heavy-handed with the delete button, and I got rid of my amazing, wonderful planning and then you emptied the trash and then i emptied the trash to completely get rid of it because i had to free up that space and so now we don't have so now we're right back to to where we were at the start in terms of disorganized so by the way i had a theme plan but i don't know i don't know what it was gonna be we'll figure it out before we go to the phone lines let's go to the tape right now in the capital city 34 degrees the phone lines are open for request line friday oh jeez it happened it happened what's the genre for today Lori texts in okay i got it novelty songs got it hey did you guys hear i slept in once and uh, didn't make the show let's talk about that the genre for today is chaps novelty Novelty songs no no, stop it mark stop please (laughs) for the love all right we need to get to we got uh we got some regulars on the line here starting things off today that Paul is first. He's been drinking coffee while he's been on hold for the last 10 minutes, so he's ready to go. Good morning, that Paul. Paycheck deduction. Some people will complain about the income taxes, which they shouldn't, because that's the price of liberty. All we need is a fair tax. Others will gripe about FICA, which, come on, that's paying for things like grandma and grandpa's retirement and health care. No. What I'm upset about is all the other crap coming out of my checks. What is this for? I'm not talking about health insurance. I know that, and it's way too high. Or the 401k or 401k loan, also too high. What was I thinking? No, I'm talking about cafeteria. It's just some miscellaneous deduction. It is too high. Or if it's for the food and from the cafeteria, all that's got to be low. I, I did it freely. An LPD, an STD. What? First, Ford stopped making the LPD in 1986. And I really don't want to go into why they would feel the need to take money out of my check for STD. I'm careful at work. And what the heck is this ad? You know, ADD. It's an ad. Then why is money coming out? <laughs> oh, Paul, that's uh that's a part of an insurance thing. It's called accidental death and dismemberment. What? Death <laughs> and dismemberment. Oh, I don't like the sound of that at all. <laughs> PC times can't we call it? Something else. <laughs> That's what they call it. Ad. <laughs> Thank you, that Paul. I appreciate it. You gotta go. <laughs> All right, uh, child for ADD. Debbie is next. Uh, good morning, Debbie. What's chapping your eye? Good morning, gentlemen. That was an interesting call from that Paul. I don't know. I have any idea what some of those are. So <laughs> I like. I agree with him that totally. Uh, do, ask, Jack, ask Jack to describe uh, to explain STD. <laughs> wow! Okay. No, thank you. I'll pass on that, Debbie. Go <laughs> okay. ahead. Special touchdowns. <laughs> oh yeah! All right, sounds good. Uh, remember last week there was, I believe it was a Facebook uh, post where they couldn't get the end of the condiment. Uh, package off their fingers and stuck with static electricity. Remember that one? I've seen well, that, yes. Okay, well, 
I wish that I could even get the condiment package open <laughs> in order to have that thing stick to my fingers. I can never tear those things open. You ever. Got, you got to go with your teeth. It's. I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to go with your teeth. I know it's not. Uh, it's frowned upon, but that's the only way. I agree. That is the only way I can get it, whether it's mayonnaise or if it's mustard or yep. if it's ketchup. And then it's all squishes in your mouth because you, <laughs> you, get, <laughs> a, yeah. you get a shot of mustard uh-huh. <laughs> straight, yep. straight up. Just, uh, yeah. just who's handled those before they go in your mouth? <laughs> I know it, but, uh, but uh, I'm desperate Mark, sometimes, Mark. you got to get it open. Time somehow. to stop living in fear, Mark. You, you, you'll be fine, Debbie. You, 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 <laughs> you just, uh, Debbie, you just need to put a mask on before you bite into it. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I'll remember that. Uh, all right. Thanks, Thanks Debbie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Phones are busy today. Diane is next. Good morning, Diane. What's chapping your hide? Well, good morning. Good morning. Um, a couple, couple items. Number one is people who think Social Security is uh, a gift. Um, I am, have been working for 70 years and paying into that system, and the fact that the government has spent some money on other things is not my problem. Uh, okay. And the other thing is people who smoke in their cars, which is their right, but when you pull up to a stop sign, they roll down their window and either blow the smoke out or put a cigarette out there. Those of us who have sensitivity to smoke, that's awful. Ah, yes. <laughs> be, re- be, gonna- be respectful of the people around you. Right, just leave your window up if you want to smoke in your car when you're stopped. There you go. All right, we got you, Diane. Thank you very much. Appreciate yes. it. Social Security is not an entitlement program. We, I didn't know we were... I, I, I don't know I, how far Paul really meant to delve into the policy issues behind that. But no, I was talking about Diane's complaint about Social Security. Well, she was referring to that Paul's call, right? No, not necessarily. She wasn't? Oh, okay. Some people call it an entitlement, a government giveaway. It's not. It's been paid into by yes. workers. Yes. Yes. Okay, that, I understand. That was her, that was I understand point. what you're saying. Got it. Got it. That's all Got super it. fun. Do you guys want to talk uh, Facebook? <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> on the let's, Facebook page? let's do it, please. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, let's start. There's uh, a bunch of weather takes. A lot of weather takes. Roger says the new national weather alert that comes on TV, no sounds, just words. It stinks and it takes forever to go off. You can't watch the show you are watching. I haven't seen this. Have any oh, of you yes, seen this? Yes. I, I don't, what, what does he mean exactly? So it's it, just, it's, a, is it a scroll on the it's, bottom? It's like a, a closed caption that just basically covers, and, and on my provider, it's about the top third of this, of the screen. Okay. Whatever is there, it goes silent, and this thing comes up, and it's like uh, closed captioning, but it's just up there. Oh, okay. Uh, let's let's do all of the weather ones here at once. Peter says, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Wind encountered in both directions today. I'm happy to have made it home without incident. That's how Mark felt driving the uh, motor coach wow. back and forth between Lincoln and Omaha yesterday. As my grandpa used to say, sometimes I thought the only time I was in the roads when I crossed it. Uh, Phil says, it's a nice, warm, sunny day, but too bleep, windy to grill. I still grilled yesterday. You could have just said too I, darn windy. Darn. I you didn't just, have to say bleep it like really it was shows way that, worse. It really shows. <laughs> um, and then and then Phil comes back and says, uh, Chad's and Karen's who beep, bleep, complain about their TV programming being interrupted by weather events. God forbid someone might be safe. <laughs> Jason says people still watch live TV. Question. Yeah, that's why I didn't know. I, that's Well, I did tune in. I mean, once they went into the severe weather coverage, I was 
tuning in there at, at that point. But so I didn't see the anything but the actual actual coverage that was going on as well. All right, back to the phones. For, well, you, you forgot Kim's. Oh, what's Kim? Sorry, I, this stupid Facebook page. You I have to click all me. comments. It's so annoying. What is wrong with you? It is so. It takes me to a separate website to read the comments. You don't have to do. I, have I don't to put have in to do a code that. and a pin number no, you and you face ID and. Okay, just say you don't know how to use social media. Um, Kim says perpetual TV weather coverage during severe storms. Oh, that's what he was responding. I don't to. mind breaking in periodically to give updates, but staying on the air for hours at a time is excessive and ridiculous. Okay. Oh, I know our meteorologist friends love to hear that one. I, I was watching. I was I, flipping I already around know where last we're night. All on that. I, I I was watching a little bit of it last night, flipping around, and I saw Shimmick was like kind of like apologizing. He's like, I'm sorry. You know, I know you want to get back to regular scheduled programming, but we've got some serious stuff going on right now. They didn't stay on that long last night. We we were still on when when they went off. Right. I think. Well, and that's the that. thing is severe weather is the show. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, back to the phones. Mike is next. Good morning, Mike. What chaps your hide? Hi guys. Morning. Hello. Hey Caleb. I'm just glad to hear that, you know, your daughter Melly was sleep so well and everything and that you're not, you know, one to brag or anything like that, but, you know, about your kids. So No, I I would never want to do that. Is 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 is, I, is, is the I'm trying to figure out what's chapping your hide. No, right he's now, not. Mike. He's not. He's he's Caleb. Uh, he, at least once a day, he'll show me a picture or a video. He is uh, yes, very uh, appropriately prideful in his daughter. Well, no, just some some parents not to brag talk about their kids and say not to brag. <laughs> well, I would never say not to brag because I fully intend to brag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank okay. you. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one. Caleb, I'll uh, show you the uh, latest pictures of my new granddaughter, too, in one just Ooh, a little while. <laughs> I can't wait, because uh, speaking of, of Millie, Millie got to wear the, what was it, the blanket you guys had made. Oh, yeah. For what, Remember guys... Bob's Going Away Party we had at the Vale, at Casa Vale. Yeah, who made that? Well, I don't have any baby pictures to share, or, like, <laughs> well, fun stories of I, any of that stuff. I, I'd suggest you guys want to... You deal with that at home. <laughs> I mean, my, it's not as fun. I mean, uh, my kids are great, but I can't, nobody wants to see pictures or videos of them going down a slide or anything like that. Well, here's Johnny at the Wendy's. <laughs> All right, 724. We'll take a break. Isn't he cute? Aww. It's LNK today with These jacket. fries have sea salt. <laughs> He did sleep through the night last night. That was nice. It's K Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Man. And before we jump into this, we are now looking at a live camera of an accident on 70th and Highway 2. Actually, and a car fire. It's a car fire? Yep. Uh, LFR has got uh, eastbound... Highway 2 closed right there at the fire scene uh, while they uh, deal with it. But it was eastbound just west of the intersection of Highway 2 and 70th. So Eastbound? Okay, I'm just trying to get my bearings as I look at this here. So, so I east, think eastbound from Apple's Way up there on top of the hill. 70th is just to the east of there. Okay. Berean Church. Okay, so we are looking west with the camera that yes. we're looking at yes. right now. And there's a, I mean, there is a huge backup of of cars and a fire truck right now is blocking those eastbound lanes traffic moving fine on the west lanes but right now you've just got a a backup and it doesn't look like there's 
uh, for the time being at least, any place for those cars to go. No. Right down Highway 2 because it's not like there's any place that you can turn off. No. So, And, uh, yeah, LFR is, is out there working on that. So avoid that area right now. Eastbound Highway 2 approaching 70th is closed. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, Looks like eastbound is moving now. Oh, they just now are, as of okay. right when you said that. They just moved that fire truck out of the way, and they're still tending to... Um, but 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 it will move to one lane, so you're going to get a lot of bottlenecking as vehicles continue to uh, start rolling. Okay, yeah, good, good to know. And we got a, a car that is uh, a ooh, Honda Civic that they had better to, days. Holy, they cow. had to use their uh, mechanical can opener on. <laughs> oh, that's what it looked like on the front end. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The little saw was sitting on the ground a few minutes ago. All right, let's jump into our morning drive. Number five. About a third of an inch of rain at the Weather Service, third at Casa Vale as well. So you get northwest, southeast. Several severe thunderstorm warnings last night. Tornado warning, no reports of damage. Gusts to 60, and they were gusty. But uh, got a red flag warning noon to 9 today with uh, strong winds, um, 20 to 30, gusts to 45. But you guys were both in uh, anchoring and coordinating our weather coverage last yeah. night. So what's your summary? <laughs> there was a lot of lightning and the, a lot of thunder. It was some of the most dramatic lightning and thunder. And I mainly heard the thunder. I, was, I couldn't see the lightning all that well. But we got reports of the, the different colors of lightning. Mm-hmm. That uh, that were happening last night, but yeah, some of the biggest like timpani roar thunder uh, that that I can remember hearing just for a constant long time. rolling thunders. And when I went outside for a little bit, it sounded a little bit. Um, anyone who's lived near a train, when you just get kind of used to that train or the train tracks, you get kind of used to those trains rolling through. It sounded a little bit at times like there was just a constant train. Kind of a Garth Brooks moment. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, exactly. Um, Rain was heavy for a little bit, but then just kind of steady and light after that. I bet we didn't get that much at our house. Now, I actually could check because all of those rain gauges that people have brought me over the years, in my younger years, I, I said on this program that... I have no interest in having a rain gauge. I don't need to do, you do have that. An electronic one now. I, I brought. We, I, we gave several of them away, but I had like a nice one that. That I think Steve Glenn might have brought me like ten years ago, a long time ago, and I, I just had it lay in our house. And I went outside the other day, and my wife had like installed it. Uh, so we now have a rain gauge. So I guess I can go check what we got yeah. at Casa Mitchell. It's not as an official, you know, location as Casa Vale. Which is showing up in our newscasts now, but nonetheless, we'll eventually get accredited as an official rain spotting location. But yes, I I do for the first time in my tenure of the show have a rain gauge at my own home to check this out. Now you'll just have to have Megan text you with what's in it. Yeah, because you're so not going to check. Yeah, it. you're right. So uh, if you're, uh, I don't know. So the official weather spotters for Casa broadcast house are going to be megan and lisa yeah that's right <laughs> yep. and i would tell her i i think she's listening right now this is really embarrassing i don't know like what time anything happens at our house in the morning so i don't know if everybody's home now if they're all gone by now Isn't that sad there's a method to that's, their madness i have no idea what happens at my house in the morning number four uh legislature was busy yesterday uh, one of the best and we've got a lot of different uh, holy cow yeah. you listed like 87 bills mark yeah and paul <laughs> hamill at the nebraska examiner says uh nearly a hundred bills got deal- dealt with yesterday including that four thousand acre lake between omaha and lincoln the uh, perkins county canal um two more days left got today and then the 20th 
filibusters did slow debate, so they really put it in, as I said earlier, put it in whoopee gear, and they got through a lot of stuff. You pick one you want to talk about, because there's too many for me LB1236 makes changes to craft breweries and other liquor laws. A craft brewery licensee may now self-distribute beer brewed at its own location and not beer produced by other licensee. So, but I think that, doesn't that already... Doesn't that already happen? Like if no, you it, go to you, you had you had to be through a distributor, and the, some of these microbrews had petitioned or had uh, pushed this legislation. So, so if I go like to one of the the zipline uh, beer hall tap room things, they sell their own stuff. I thought, yeah, but it's it's to take it and sell it like at High V or something like that. They I would have like the cooler you could get it there. All right. Well, nonetheless, it seems like a it seems like a good choice, regardless. Yep. Yep. Hey, lo- look at legislation. All of a sudden, after two weeks of uh, two votes separating them from actually getting anything done, now it's like boom, 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 boom. Kumbaya, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Adjourn, signing die, as they say, on the twentieth in legislative parlance. Which oh, is, we got another week. No, you've got today and then next, I believe Wednesday, which is kind of the override day. Hey, legislature. Go to the Snoop Dogg concert together, all of you, and make a documentary about it. And then it would be Do it. Do it. All of you to celebrate, go to the Snoop Dogg. I want to see all of our state senators going and seeing Snoop Dogg. And signing the medical marijuana petition that no doubt will be Everything that goes along. And I know, sure, going up Mount Kilimanjaro, really interesting, really interesting to see how you react. But what we really need is the legislative group going to Snoop Dogg on April 20th. Mount Kilimanjaro, is that what they're... What they That's went where they went up. Yeah. It was Mount Kilimanjaro. The one that, that Toto references in uh, the song Africa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, it's not Request Line Friday. Request Line Wednesday. Stop. Number three. Lincoln, Res- Lincoln residents being asked to take part in an online survey to share ideas for the upcoming renovation of streetscapes along major street corridors. Uh, o to from 9th to 28th, including the intersections 11th and O, 14th and O, also 9th and 10th streets from K to S, as in Sam. Uh, DowntownCorridorsLincoln.com. I'm looking at it right now, taking the consumer survey. What do I want to see? Well, it, it, when you say street streetscapes, what exactly does that include? Oh, plantings, uh, you know, curb appeal. Uh, Take the survey. You'll be able to find out what they're looking Where for. Where do I want? I want. Uh, I want palm trees. Yeah, well, they want water the Sahara Desert too. Can we? Not gonna could get we it. get some sort of a genetically? Can University of Nebraska out there at uh, East Campus work on some kind of a winter-resistant palm tree? I think palm trees would be a nice touch. I think it'd keep people around here. <laughs> in the kinds of winds we had yesterday, palm trees hey, would not listen, be. Listen. Th- th- these palm trees are in all kinds of places that have their hurricane season That's where true. they are. They're built for that. They're built for that. So I'm. They've got to do all this demographic information. I can't even get into the survey. How do I? How do I identify? It's asking me right now in terms of gender before I get into anything else. I'll have to do that later. Uh, you any other ideas for streetscapes you guys would like to see? I know there are some people who don't like the the benches. Well, yeah, uh, that are set up to be that are to discourage people from laying on them. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Uh, something architecture, not combative, but something something like that. Um, there's some people who, who think about that. I don't know what else. What else do we need there? What? How else can you improve it? 
I would say to have the uh, the uh, what do you call the lion that uh, you know Leo the lion. Yes, I I've I've had this idea before, and thank you for bringing up a great idea I had. I appreciate. I still haven't you. gone and figured that out. But we need to hostile the, the architecture. Hostile architecture. Thank you, Leo the lion. <laughs> combative. Same thing. Leo the lion is the is the trash sucking lion at the zoo, and I've always said. That we put these things, trash sucking things, uh, all over our city, and we will be the cleanest town in America because you're never more desperate to throw trash away than you are at the zoo when you're by Leo the Lion. Great time to clean out your wallet, great time to clean out your purse, reach in your pockets, look on the ground for anything. Well, let, and let's have these joint, uh, you know, things like Leo the Lion and the scooter. Recharge stations yes. and, and all of that. Have them in one a location. A megaplex. Yes. Yeah, a mega. Your well, scooter recharge, uh, your um, bike rental, your um, Leo mini megaplex because you're going to have, have multiple. Yeah, multiple. It's just like a mainframe of, of know, everything would, happening. Would a mini megaplex just be a plex? Perhaps. Perhaps and then decorate them nicely. Have one of those art contests where everybody gets and, to, and, like they did with the and, bikes and the light bulbs and, and put the hearts. solar panels on the top and help power the city. Oh. I guess we don't have to have the mayor on at 810 because we just solved every problem. Number two. Gilbert Gottfried, the actor and legendary stand-up comic, known for his raw, scorched voice, crude jokes, has died. He was 67. A rare genetic muscle disease that uh, can trigger a dangerously abnormal heartbeat, according to his publicist. Oh, really? I didn't didn't know what... I didn't know either. Of course, uh, most iconic voice in comedy, he was... uh, Husband, brother, friend, and father to his two young children. Um, sad day for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, my my biggest memory, this is a very generational thing, but uh, Gen Xers and maybe old Gen Yers will remember this, but he hosted a show on USA Network. On, on Friday nights, he did it. And on Saturday nights, uh, Rhonda, I can't remember her last name, Rhonda did it, but it's called USA's Up All Night. And they would show, like, raunchy... Uh, B-movies Friday night starting at about 9 or 10 o'clock and they would host it and they would come back from all the breaks and I always I, I remember Friday and Saturday nights stayed up late guiltily but gleefully watching USA's Up All Night with Gilbert Gottfried and, and Rhonda He was slightly ahead of my time but I do distinctly remember him from Aladdin He was Iago He was uh, Is that the parrot? That's the parrot Okay he was the parrot in Aladdin. He's also the the Affleck duck. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Gilbert Gottfried. The Affleck. I, did, I did not know that. Yeah, that was Gilbert Gottfried as well. So, wow. which they probably have enough on tape, they can probably keep that going if they'd like to. So there you go. Uh, yeah, sad, uh, sad to hear his passing. I didn't know about the health issues that that he was having. He was posting on Twitter. You know what was crazy? He he posted about a month ago a picture on Twitter of. He, Louis Anderson, and Bob Saget. Yeah, and they had both I saw Louis that. Anderson and Bob Saget had just recently died. And he said, "It's I can't believe we've lost both of these guys." He posted that like a month ago um, with him. Then, well, there was uh, Norm Macdonald. Was, Nor- was in that picture. Norm Macdonald was in one too. My I, yeah, he posted a picture with Norm. Macdonald. I didn't see that one. I just saw the one with Louis Anderson and Bob Saget. But yeah, a lot of a lot of deaths in the comedy world over the course of the last calendar year. Number one. Nebraska softball rolling, guys. Uh, 15th consecutive win with an 8-3-5 yes. victory over Iowa Tuesday. Second game of a doubleheader. Cut short because of the weather, though, but they're rolling. They are rolling. Okay, I looked it up, Caleb. They are in 
they have a few different softball top 25 polls, but they're in the others receiving votes yes. in both the ESPN and the USA Today coaches poll. Uh, they're getting four votes right now in the coaches poll, and they are getting, it doesn't even say how many, they're just receiving votes. So like 29th-ish right now in the polls, but time to get them in with this winning streak. Other Big Ten teams ranked, if you're kind of wondering what the power structure is, uh, in the ESPN poll, Northwestern is eight. Uh, we've got Michigan at 22, and then Nebraska would be the next team ranked after that. And they're, they're rolling people. And it's a great story. If you didn't hear sports with Kayla, make sure and listen to 825. Great story uh, about a, one of the uh, the Husker players that hit a grand slam oh, last that, night. that is. And Ronda Ravel's comments about it. Are, and you, are, you, you can hear Coach Ravel breaking up a little bit. This, doing these for the sports cast, I'm able to shut it down emotionally a little bit. But I can tell you what, putting that together for sports before the show and the couple of times I watched it yesterday, it's emotional to listen to. Nebraska first place in the Big Ten, the only unbeaten team in the Big Ten at 8-0. Northwestern at 8-1, Maryland at 7-2, Illinois at 6-2. So there you go. Michigan's 4-5 and they're ranked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what, the, the women's rankings in these sports drive me nuts. Yeah. Drive me nuts with these things. It, it, it's... Well, probably the men's too, I suppose, but it's just been particularly rough. Men haven't been close to being ranked for the most part right. in any sport. But. Yeah, it, it's so difficult. And uh, it's on the opposite end for women's basketball and softball compared to when you look at volleyball, where Nebraska gets the benefit of the doubt because the program has been at the top for so long and is a perennial national championship contender. Women's basketball and softball are not at that same level of programs historically. So, for some reason, they just don't get any of that same love when they yeah, are having great seasons. A, Michigan Michigan has to do nothing to get ranked in any sport. It's unbelievable oh, what yeah. kind of deference that they, that they get. Speaking of which, Nebraska goes to Michigan and plays them. Uh, on the uh, oh no that already that are, Nebraska already swept Michigan their next sorry their next series I had that wrong their next series is against Minnesota in Lincoln yep here in this Lincoln weekend. Friday Saturday and Sunday all right seven fifty five take a break that is your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN you KLIN. all right welcome back to the eight o'clock hour thirty three degrees cloudy skies I mean it's just crummy out there once again. Uh, spring is coming, though, and uh, lots to talk about with our next guest. Uh, she joins us every month to talk about what's going on in the city and in the mayor's office. It is Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird. Uh, mayor, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing well. A little chillier than the, yesterday's high temp. Well, like, I feel like the, one of the bigger issues in the city is just everything blowing around right now i uh i had to get a chair off my that was in my neighbor's yard that was on my back deck i'm constantly worried about my trash being knocked over i don't really want the entire neighborhood knowing what's in my trash can all the time all the frozen pizza boxes and stuff so it's been very stressful for a lot of people in the city yeah including my eighth grader whose math homework that had already been graded and counted but nonetheless was necessary for studying for her test got blown away yesterday on the campus of her school she couldn't get it back i mean that's like the classic 
classic excuse you give to your teacher, like, the wind blew my homework away. That actually happened to her. Excuses are evolving. Yeah, the dog ate my homework and it just blew away in the wind. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I mean, I guess we could put out an APB uh, if if anybody sees some eighth grade math. Is it math? It is. Math homework. Um, yeah. Call the mayor's office, and you know maybe we can get that back. back. So get get studied for that test because I know right. how that goes. Yeah. Good. Um, all right. So let's let's jump into some of the things that are going on right now. Um, a few months away until like the real meat of the the budgeting season. Yeah. But but let's go back. You know, it's just been a, obviously a weird two years in a, in a lot of ways. But from a budgeting perspective, especially because I'm just I'm thinking about all the factors that have played in to the way the last biennium budget, the current biennium budget, I should say, mm-hmm. um, could be impacted from obviously COVID, but then some of the spending that goes along with it, relief funds that go along with it, now gas prices, the economy, and it feels like you've got things pulling in, in terms of revenue, in terms of expenditures, in all kinds of different directions. Is it kind of evened out to some degree, or, or where are we in terms of being on track with, uh, with the current biennium budget? You know, I think we're right now just trying to be conservative as we make our plans, because as you say, I mean, things were so um, different year to year in the past two years that we split apart the biennial budget into two separate annual budgets, because we just weren't sure what the circumstances were going to be like between 2020 and 2021. I forgot that, yeah. So uh, so, so we're taking a fiscally conservative approach, trying to make sure that we continue to make really wise investments that reflect the priorities of our community. So looking to see um, what we could do to enhance our public safety and public health response, looking at at continuing to make excellent progress with our streets and sidewalks and other infrastructure. And yeah, we're going to have you know, we, we're going to go after federal grants to, from the infrastructure package that passed in Congress to try to help address, you know, um, lead service lines and, and build out our EV grid, et cetera. So, I mean, there's there are a lot of moving parts and pieces. Um, and as you also mentioned, we are we are starting to feel the effects of supply chain disruptions, supply costs mm-hmm. um, are increasing and driving up some of our project costs. Um, yeah. Right now, people are still buying things, which helps with our sales tax revenue. But again, we don't know how long that will continue given the extent to which it's you know, related to stimulus funding. Yeah, yeah and yeah, that's the, that's kind of what I wondered about because I think you had stimulus funding, you had and just kind of a lot of major purchases that went along with that. But it does seem, correct me if I'm wrong, but it does seem we get these sales tax reports and lately they all seem to have been very positive, just right. kind of above projections. Yeah. Why is that? Why are, why are you being told that is that seems to be happening fairly consistently right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that that we are imagining that some of that is pandemic purchasing. People were home and not um, traveling, so they had maybe some more income to put towards uh, just retail purchases, federal stimulus. Maybe the stimulus it's doing what it's meant to do, which is to help continue to support businesses and what they sell to us. Um, but we look at long-term trends. Our budget team will look at like our 16-year averages. They are going to try to paint a more sort of long-term forecast for us, and we'll be using the advice that they provide to develop our our forecast. Um, but, you know, we are seeing construction booming. It hasn't, as you know, we've talked yeah. about together before. We've, permits have been up for construction. Um, we're shattering all the records. So we know that, that 
that things are growing, that we are, we are sort of, I mean, say business is booming in many ways across our city. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, I, a few years ago at the legislature, uh, uh, final, uh, th- there was some work done to make sure that sales tax was being uh, actually charged on online purchases, like through the Amazons of yeah. the world. I can't imagine if you didn't have that and people were still doing it voluntarily, I can't imagine how differently things might have looked um, right? during the pandemic, given how, how much that kind of thing thing was. It, it, it didn't make any sense to me that that wasn't being collected, but yeah. um, that was probably fairly significant. When you when you uh, get into you know in the summer, um, you'll unveil the the new budget. So preliminary sta- preliminary stages of that. Just kind of looking, it, it, how have priorities changed? Um, how are you looking at this upcoming budget differently in terms of mm-hmm. of the needs of the city compared to last time around? Well, I mean, I think that what's become, you know, LFR has been looking at its facilities, for example, and we know that a lot of the existing stations have cracks in the foundation. They were, many of them were built before women were firefighters. And so we have some basic facility needs at the city to support our emergency responders and those you know, I don't know how much longer we can really look at those and 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 not address them. So we we're you know we've been making some progress in the current um, bu- budget, but we're we're going to need to take a bigger look at that. And then, I mean, cybersecurity is a is a growing concern, and investments in our information technology and and protection that's stuff that maybe the city wasn't in the past years as focused on, but we are certainly needing to be. So, but 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 it comes down to making sure, of course, that we're meeting the the most high priority needs of our residents. So, uh, we will be making the most. Most of our budget is spent on public safety mm-hmm. and, of course, public health and also our streets. Yeah, pu- public safety and, and police are often a big conversation topic mm-hmm. around the budget season. And, of course, Chief Ewan's um, been mm-hmm. been on the job now for a little while, but this is kind of that first process of assessing personnel needs and, and those mm-hmm. sorts of things under under her watch. Um, what, have, what have you heard from her and how will that impact what the budget looks yeah. like for LPD? Well, I think we're going to be impacted by what the state's doing to try to address problems in staffing up their corrections. So as they raise salaries and change, you know, sort of incentives to try to attract workforce, we're facing workforce challenges too in that same regard. So we we need to be competitive and that's that's true in in our law enforcement. It's also true just across the board. We we are, you know, competing for talent. So uh, you know, we're trying our best to invest our federal dollars in Partnerships with SEC to to try to beef up um, IT career pathways to produce more welders for our manufacturing sector. We, but as we work to build out the workforce for our larger community, we as an organization and an employer of over 2,000 people are also having to address workforce challenges. Mayor Leary, Leary and Gaylor Baird joining us on LNK today with Jack and friends, you know, I guess kind of uh, sort of related to the budget, but getting into the summer, obviously a, a big time street projects get going. Um, and there's always kind of the double edged sword where, uh, you know, it's a little annoying to, to have streets closed <laughs> all over the place, but on the other hand that they're getting better and they're getting fixed yeah. and you're, you're doing those sorts of things. What's kind of the outlook for, for this summer in terms of, of, of the volume, the aggressiveness of, of the street plans? What are we going yeah. to be seeing? Uh, you know, we have been making major progress on repairing arterial roads. I mean, if you drive on 9th Street downtown, it's a lot smoother ride. Um, we've, you know, got repairs and rehab and new construction going on throughout the community. One of the nice things, because our sales tax numbers have been solid in the recent year, um, that's helping us overcome some of the higher cost of, of materials. So we, we believe we're on track with our work and the, the 
committee that from citizens that helps help prioritize projects and make sure that it's being equitably and efficiently completed across the community. They've been meeting, continuing to make recommendations. And so we, you know, we have a lot of great work that we anticipate being able to get done on our streets throughout the the community, um, despite the fact that the cost per lane mile to do that work has has grown um, substantially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got to imagine. And we all think about you know, gas prices, that's what we're, we're talking about whole, uh, a whole lot, but I'd imagine it's, it's a whole lot of other, you know, systemic things for, for materials and the, the prices rise on all those things, not only because of gas, but with the other materials as well, I'd assume. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And if people want to look at what streets and things or projects that are anticipated in the, in, uh, that are underway or anticipated, we do have a, a website, streets.lincoln.ne.gov, that highlights um, like the 25 street projects that have been completed um, in, or that are underway in the, in the first two years of this Lincoln on the Move initiative. And then it, it'll lay out some of the other projects that we anticipate doing, both in neighborhoods and on larger you know, streets and, and to support growth on the edge of our community. As a citizen, and I somehow want that perfect balance of re- re- getting a lot of work done on the streets, but it yeah. not inconveniencing me too much. So can you try and hit that right in the middle there? Uh, I'd really appreciate that. We'll call it the Jack Mitchell strategy. How's that? <laughs> there was one, I'm telling you, it wasn't under your watch. You don't have to worry about it. But there was one year, I, I you could not get east to west in this town. It was it was very, it was very difficult. Um, but but I do understand. It's Like I said, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword and, and probably something will be coming up here well, with this summer. And the mild winter has been, you know, a gift yeah. in terms of getting more work done um, faster than anticipated. So, so hopefully we won't have that crush of projects all at once in the, in the heat of summer, but we're going to we're gonna keep trucking along because we got to get this work done. Hey, I, w- I wanted to ask you, we had a couple of weeks ago the uh, the, the people behind the effort to save the Pershing Auditorium uh, mural, and they, they want to do something with that at Lancaster Event Center, but it did sort of remind me oh yeah we still we're still kind of in the process of figuring out exactly what's happening with pershing where are we on that i know there was talk about potentially being a a vote for a library i know there have been plans that have been out there where are we on that and what's the timeline going forward with the pershing space right right so when we announced in march of 2020 when people were pretty focused on other things that the pershing had block we'd selected a, a developer to to redevelop a block and they had proposed the white lotus group had proposed kind of a mixed use package that includes affordable housing and the potential for like a wellness or or fitness facility and then it left room for a civic purpose like a library so the the developer is, is moving ahead with trying to line up financial packages, um, incentives, and financing for the affordable housing. So that work is underway to try to nail down the, how that will be financed. And then I think the, the um, c- continue to have conversations in the community about who else might partner to be a part of that block. And then, and then the library is you know, working with its stakeholders to assess sort of their financing plan and what they could do to, to lift that project up off the ground. Um, and of course, then the mural is, is sort of a conversation that's been adjacent to all of this. Yeah. So you know, we appreciate that the community members who are, who are working um, within the the parameters of this project. Obviously, we can't. This, this project has been so desperately needed and desired by our community for so long. We're going to keep to a timeline, but we are we are giving them. Um, we've extended sort of the deadline for for that mural removal by a couple of months to try to facilitate their efforts. So, so you're fine with it. It just needs to be done eventually yeah. so you can move on with the project. Yeah. If I'm yeah. understanding. Yeah, and we've been yeah. in conversation with them for you know like a year. So th- there's there's been 
you know, they've been working through their their options to and and then you know the hard part is it's just a really expensive endeavor to pull that down. So um, you know we'll if they can't raise the funds we'll we'll continue to work with like the demolition company to see if there are items that we can salvage. You know we want to we want to do our best to be a partner. Sure. Um, and last but not least, I, I'm actually ending the interview instead of starting the interview with COVID um, and maybe just tagging it on here at the end, which is very pleasant. Um, I, I'm just curious, outside of continuing to um, encourage vaccinations, obviously, and, and those sorts of things, you know, what else? We, we had the daily briefings, right? We had the mass mm-hmm. discussions, all of mm-hmm. those. We had the restrictions and all of those. It, what else is there anything else happening other than just encouraging vaccinations now at at uh, this point from the city end at city end of it well actually i'm glad you mentioned that what else is happening because the health department just announced this week that they'll be putting on more mass clinics at PBA i mean you thought we could be through with that but we're not because of the recommendation that that certain folks um, those 50 years and older those who have you know immunocompromised those who are eligible for a a fourth dose or a second booster, depending on what you want to call it. Yeah. That that is all happening on April 26th and April 27th. These mass vaccine clinics at PBA, and we're really encouraging folks to uh, take that opportunity to um, get protected against future variants of the virus, to to stay you know as protected as possible, to protect themselves and our you know our businesses, our economy, and the community, and and of course the hospitals. But great news on the hospitals, right? Like yeah. very few people are in them with COVID. No one's on a ventilator right now. We're, we're just so pleased that we're in the green. Uh, I like to have been joking that it's easy being green. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I get Twitter alerts every time the city posts the, the COVID updates, and it used to be always like, oh, man, these are devastating to you. Yeah. And now I'll see like four cases in a day, and, oh, and we're not reporting digit. deaths. And yeah. it's, it's, so, it's so good to see, and so let's keep it going like that. Uh, all right, Mayor, thanks for your time. I appreciate yeah. it. We'll uh, talk again next month. Have a good all one. All right. Thanks, Jack. You take care. Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Picture. Yes, it is. And coming off a just exciting night of, uh, of baseball last night for a few minutes at Haymarket Park, Nebraska and Creighton. Good morning, John. How are you doing? Is Nebraska going to claim this, even though yes, it doesn't that's count a, as a full win? That's a W. Definitely a W. They, they, okay. they just picked that thing up today. Let's go. Let's get it going. Well, Whoa. the problem is that Creighton is traveling to St. John's today. So Wow. Unless, Cowards. Unless, unless Nebraska wants to follow them. Cowards. Very sad that they're bailing on, on uh, this game. Do, do you think they will? They probably won't reschedule this, right? I... Uh, <laughs> If they do, they're going to pick it up from where it left off. What I'm hoping happens is they can find a day and then finish this game and then play a second game. Thus, yeah. we'll get all three games. Because there, we, there weren't three scheduled this year, right? There were not yeah. three scheduled because of finals, because there was a conflict with both schools' finals weeks. So, again, I mean, that, that would be nice, you know, to get, to get two in. Um, if you can, but I, I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, Creighton's schedule is really weird this week because they've got they're playing they're playing St. John's tomorrow in a doubleheader. Then they're taking Friday off. Then they're playing Saturday. 
And then they come back on Sunday and have two games against number 15 Arizona on Monday and Tuesday. So it's a really weird Jeez. week. All right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice non-con get there. Wow. Yeah, Fair I'm enough. guessing. I'm, yeah, I think the reason why it, it's the way it is is because, you know, it's the one opportunity you can get to get a school like that in here. So you kind of work the schedule around. And they yeah. like the idea of being in Omaha and, and getting a feel for the place in advance, potential, potentially. It's one benefit you probably have scheduling for. Uh, for Well, Nebraska got a weird situation, too, because BYU doesn't play on Sundays, and they've got BYU coming in. Um, so they're. And uh, they are supposed to play four games. They're right? cramming in a four game series uh, into that yeah. time. So. so and they don't have a coach. Yeah, BYU doesn't. Yeah, their head coach uh, resigned this week. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, if personal no, reasons. Not Nebraska, sure why. Just, okay, I shouldn't oh, laugh. Then I don't if know. If Nebraska does not sweep this series, oh come on, come on. Are we going to put goodness. that kind of pressure on them? Yep, there yes. it is. I yep. agree, Caleb. Yes. I agree with Caleb. Need a sweep here. Need a sweep here. We need something. We need something to get this thing going. But nonetheless, I, I'm curious. Did you? Uh, did you have any kind of takeaway, any football take, anything you could muster up uh, the Monday you went on the air after the uh, after the spring game? No. Okay. I, well. No. It, 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 I mean, not, <laughs> not, I'm not trying to be glib. It's just that I, I, I promised myself that, and I've done this for years, that I'm not going to come away from, you know, spring scrimmages with huge takes. Uh, especially, especially a public spring game. It's one thing if, you know, I, if we had access to like a closed scrimmage or something, you, you know, where there was actual tackling going on. Um, but no, absolutely not. Um, I just, I'm not going to put, I I think it's, I think it's unfair. I, I I think number one, I think you're looking for something to be there, um, that maybe is or isn't. And, and number two, I think, you know, it can just put un- unnecessary expectations. And God knows we've got way too many of those around here. Yeah. Um, and and also, you know, just the way everything has gone the last few years, everyone's going to have their filter. And so, you know, they're instantly going to think if, you know, oh, these changes are going to be great. They're going to try to look for every positive. And if you're, you know, on the other side of the fence, you're going to be looking for, well, they look like the same old crappy team. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's a it's an exhibition. It's a fan fest. It's a recruiting day. Um, but there's nothing nothing you can pull out of. Yeah, what? Well, how? It's kind of like there's a a spectrum. On one side is you know what the 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 coaching staff, what Scott Frost really wants and needs for that day to be, and then on the other side there's the uh, it being compelling for fans and a money maker. Uh, how do you think? I, I, do you do you agree with that kind of a spectrum? And if so, where where should the spring game land on that spectrum? Well, I mean, it, this is the way it's trending, and this is the way it has been trending um, for a while. Um, I think you know, especially the last couple of years, it's kind of been pushed to a head because this is the second straight year we've had you know the thud tackling and um, you know uh, something that doesn't you know quite resemble a scrimmage. And I do think that there is a challenge if if you're going to approach it like Nebraska. And Nebraska's decided to approach this as we want to make this as close to another home game as we can because we want to try to take advantage of our atmosphere and our fan base to impress recruits. And so 
and not every school goes about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Nebraska has chosen to go about it that way. And I don't have a problem with that. But the challenge now is going to be over time, um, figuring out how do we continue to evolve this so that we can accomplish what I've labeled as the four rules of a spring game. Number one, protect the team. Number two, protect the program. Number three, make it an event for fans. Make it number four, make it an event for recruits. If you're going to do that, um, you have to find ways to continue to satisfy making it an event for fans because it's not going to do you any good as a recruiting weekend if fans stop showing up. Mm-hmm. And I don't think fans, even if it continued in its current state, I don't think fans would just completely stop showing up. But you would see an erosion over time. Yeah. Of Well, you of, have. You, yeah, I mean, you, you have. have. You yeah. have. I mean, it, it, you know, 54,000 isn't anything to sneeze at. But when it was, you know, over 70 and sometimes 80,000 just a few years ago before COVID, um, I mean, it's... And and the weather was decent. Um, there wasn't any threat of anything bad. You know, we're kind of used to the hurricane force winds that we now have, so we've we've adjusted to that. <laughs> um, but but there is going to be a challenge to try to continue to make it enticing for fans if you want to continue to use this as a recruiting day. And you know, I I, I think you know they're they'll they'll be in the process of doing stuff like that because I I, I don't think that. I don't think you need to go back to what it was in terms of a full scrimmage because you, you have the other 14 practices to work on you. And the last thing you want to do is get people hurt. The last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is, you know, and, and you don't want to expose any of your tendencies or your, your, your schemes for other teams, especially if it's going to be televised. So mm-hmm. You know, there's challenges all over the place, but I think it's something that's solvable. Do you think the uh, the, the recruit like the value to recruits or the value as a recruiting tool is that just depend is that dependent on a large crowd or is it dependent on actually seeing football? Like, what is that value of the spring game from a recruiting perspective? Well, it's the crowd. It's, it's the, the crowd, atmosphere. right? Okay. Yeah, because you know, Nebraska. You, how many times have we heard it? This coaching staff, previous coaching staffs. You know, hey, we just need to get players here. You know, part of part of the challenge is to try to convince folks from other parts of the country to come to Nebraska, um, where, you know, people think that, you know, it's, you know, wilderness and you know there's nothing out here. Right. I, I can't tell you how many times I've read, you know, post visit interviews with recruits saying, oh, man, this place really surprised me. You know, I, they had buildings here and everything. I mean, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but, you know, if you're coming from the East Coast or the West Coast or from the South, um, you don't you don't know what Nebraska is about. You never hear about Nebraska except for when you see them on the football field. But you don't know what the campus life is like. You don't know what it feels like in the stadium. So it's very important that, you know, Nebraska probably has to lean on the in-game experience more or heavier than other schools do. I think it's important everywhere, but I think it really matters a little bit more here. So absolutely, this is, this is, uh, it's about the fans. It's about creating a, a, a positive, you know, celebratory like atmosphere. Yeah. And in a way it's, it's almost, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say better, but there are advantages to it versus a regular season game 
in that if you lose the regular season game, you're always worried about, you know, creating a bad right. image that, oh, my God, these guys suck. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing it for a spring game, you know, there's no losers in a spring game. Yeah. So I, there's some advantages to it. I don't. Yeah. I think people, man, if you if you kind of reimagined it and I know there are probably some people saying, well, they always did it. The old, you know, the old way will always work before. Why won't it now? But but, you know, setting that aside for a moment. You know, it feels like if you if you had something involving football, and I don't know exactly what that looks like, but something involving football, and then just made it entertainment, you would still you'd still get huge. I mean, look at Fan Day. I mean, look at look at the people who sure. line up for Fan Day. I mean, people just want that experience of of not spending a lot of money and being able to go to the stadium and be able being able to, to in some cases day drink and you know do all I of really, these things. I really think you can turn you can you can mold this into fan day and make it fan day, right? Or 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 make it a super fan day, you know, you can bring in musical acts or you know live DJs or whatever, you know, more of a carnival like atmosphere. Um, you know, and 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 I think it will it will spice things up. It'll make the, it'll make the place look like it's, Hey, we take this stuff seriously. Look at what we're doing. We're having a good time here. Um, and, 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 and you can kind of serve two masters, you know, you can, you can serve the recruits who you're trying to get to come to your school to make your team better. And you can serve your fan base and show them how much you appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I saw you, uh, I tweeted this out. This was cool that uh, San Francisco Giants last night, for people who weren't staying up late watching baseball last night, they had one of their uh, their coaches ejected, um, and so they needed a first base coach, and one of their, their bench coaches um, is is a female, and her name is Alyssa Nacken, and she, went, she had to go out and coach first base. She was next in line, and she became last night the first female to ever be an on on field coach during a baseball game. If I had asked you twenty years ago, John, do you think you'll ever see a uh, uh, a woman on field coaching a baseball game? I think we all would have said, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen." Um, but it's crazy now. You've got you've got crazy in a good way. I think you've got female coaches, assistant coaches in the NBA, in the NFL, and in in Major League Baseball now. And man, it's uh, like it's like the uh, Virginia Slims. You've come a long way, baby, huh? Yeah, it was it was exciting to see it, and uh, and I'm and I'm happy for her, um, and and we'll see you know where this goes. I know the Yankees have a have the first uh, female manager in their minor league system, yep. um, and so yeah, it's 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 slowly and surely coming around, um, and and it's kind of appropriate that it happens this week, which is the week of of Jackie Robinson Day. Yeah, um, so it's kind of a it's another milestone. Uh, that passes by, but it was really cool to see, and uh, and and the Giants won, and yep. and they had those really cool looking uniforms. And and I'll tell you this, and we got to go, but <laughs> yeah, those were terrible. Uh, <laughs> I wish she could have worn something that wasn't as goofy looking. But with all the women's Husker sports doing as, as so well, too, you know, it's a, just a thing. I never necessarily thought my daughter would be a huge sports fan, but she is becoming one because of women's sports in nebraska right now and like that's the thing i didn't necessarily think i'd have with her and so that's been cool so let's keep keep it going softball college world series nebraska women the softball team nebraska softball is the tennessee baseball of women's softball it's it's awesome they're undefeated 15 in a row college world series here they many people are saying it all right thank you john i appreciate it have a good show today you bet. There's John Bishop. 855, wrap up the show for this on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at
at KLIN.com.